Welcome to Sacred Magic. Violet is on a quest to bring sacredness back into our everyday experiences. Anyone can have an extraordinary life when they are able to tap into the sacred magic within. Violet and her guests will be sharing their divine passions, inspirations, and stories of connecting with their sacred magic. We are so happy you have joined us today. Let's get started with your host, the magical creator of Discover Your Spiritual Gifts, Violet Rain. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Sacred Magic, episode number four. My voice sounds really rough. It's about two weeks after COVID, so... I still have all that processing that's happening, so please excuse my froggish voice. Today, my guest is Reverend Dr. Stephanie Redfeather, which I'm excited to be able to get to talk to. She is a divine feminine change agent and champion of impasse, a multi-award-winning author of the international bestseller, The Evolutionary Impasse and the Empath Activation Cards. Her passion is to help fellow sensitive souls break out of that energetic jail and become co-creators of the new earth consciousness. I had the pleasure of meeting Stephanie at one of the conferences here recently and was excited to get to talk to her even more because I know lots of spiritual folks out there struggle with empath, being an empath and being sensitive. Stephanie, share with our listeners that have never heard the term empath, what is an empath and what are the some of the things um, that they struggle with that you try to assist with? Yeah, so the, so the term empath has been um, kind of in the spiritual community, I'd say, for several decades now. We, we kind of throw it around and have a general idea of what it means. And so the simple definition is if you're an empath, you know, you're very, very sensitive. Uh, you pick up on other people's emotions. You feel things more deeply. Uh, but one of the things that I did in my book, and I'll just hold it up uh, so that people can see what the cover looks like. Um, the evolutionary empath. My when I sat down to write it, my guides gave me one directive, and they said, "Create a definition." <laughs> I said, "Sure, no pressure." <laughs> so, <laughs> so I actually spend a couple of chapters really breaking down what it means to be an empath. And so, what I'd like to do, if it's okay with you, is share what I've identified as the five qualities of an empath. I love that. Yeah, and it. You know, and what's important to understand about these two is that they're all on a sliding scale, right? It's not like, well, I, I only have four of these, but not five, so I must not be an empath. It doesn't work that way at all, you know. So I invite people as you as you listen to these to just kind of make a mental checklist, like, you know, does this apply and to what degree? Because everybody's got, you know, it's like a recipe, you know, every <laughs> You might have a cup of sugar. You might have a cup and a quarter of sugar. You might have two thirds of a cup of sugar, right? So everybody has these gifts, these uh, qualities expressing in different amounts. 
So the first quality, I'm reading from my book, that way I don't have to <laughs> memorize my chart. I'm sure I don't miss anything. <laughs> so the first quality is the ability to merge with and absorb the energy of other beings. And that's people, animals, anything with life force, which stems from a very open personal energy field. And so this is the quality that makes it easy for us to feel other people's stuff, right? But what it also means is this is the quality. Every one of these qualities kind of has the flip side of the coin. So this is the quality that makes it challenging for us to figure out where we end and the next person begins and to figure out boundaries. The second quality is that we have a highly sensitive nervous system. And so for some people, it may be like, well, duh, nervous systems are supposed to be sensitive, you know, but it's like our dial got turned up to 200%. And so this really, um, our sensitive nervous systems can make us very prone to overwhelm, overstimulation, uh, just kind of taking us out uh, because we're just completely, you know, like a cat in a room full of rocking chairs, just, you know, nervous and our nervous system is overloaded. And, and so that's uh, it's one of the reasons why self-care is so critically important for empaths. The third quality is the great sensitivity that we have to the energies around us and an ability to perceive or access subtle information stored in the energy field of all types of life forms. And so this is the quality that it, this can express in so many different ways. You know, so some people, they can see apparitions, they see the dead, they speak to angels. Some people, you know, can travel in the in these different realms of consciousness. Uh, other people are animal communicators or mediums or, you know, on and on and on and on. So it's this, this ability to connect to these other realms um, that, that exist at the same time, right? We're multidimensional beings. We exist in multiple dimensions at the same time. And for empaths, it's easier for us to travel in and out and listen to and gather information from those other realms. The fourth quality is the premium that we place on peace and harmony. And this is in our relationships, in our personal energy field, in our bodies, our homes. Uh, and so again, double-edged sword, right? So before we recognize we're an empath and we learn the tools to be able to manage our world, this quality can cause us a lot of times to be doormats, right? To, to sort of acquiesce to what everybody else wants, not rock the boat, right? Because we want peace and harmony. We want things calm in our environment. Our, the fifth quality is our big open hearts and a desire to serve others. And so once again, you know, there, there's already a programming in the collective, especially for women, that we serve everybody else, right? We put everybody else first, you take care of the family, et cetera, et cetera, you put yourself last. But as empaths, it's kind of like we get a double whammy of, of those messages and those inclinations. And so again, it, this points back to self-care, that it's important to put ourselves first at some point, um, otherwise we just dry up and have nothing left to give. So, so these five qualities taken together um, are, are a big part of the definition I created for what it is to be an empath. I love those definitions. You know, one of the things I found on my journey working with clients and community and students is 
we come to a point where we want to be spiritual and we want to connect and we want to connect to our gifts and our intuition and we open all that up. And what we don't always understand is you're asking to be sensitive to energy in order to be intuitive, in order to be psychic, in order to have those gifts or whatever labels we want to put on that, which also means now you're, you could get overwhelmed you could be oversensitized by the energies, but in order for us to kind of tap in to our guidance system and our guides and the people around us, it means that we're opening that door to be sensitive to all the energies around us. Um, and sometimes that can be really overwhelming. So what do you tell people that come to you and say, I'm really just overwhelmed. I don't know what to do with all these energies. Um, because from my perspective, it's a gift, but it's also a challenge. So how do we balance those, the, both of those sides? Yeah, absolutely. And there's, there's a, gratefully, there's a whole lot of things that can be done, you know? So I usually, I, I tend to be the, instead of saying there's, there's just one way and here's the way to do it. Right. My style is let me give you a bunch of options and you play with it and see what works out best for you. But you know, the, one of the first things that I would say is you've got to find a way to discharge that additional energy, the stuff that you've taken on that isn't yours. Um, mm -hmm. For a number of years I was working at or um, associated with a massage school in the local Kansas city community. And it, it was so common that massage therapists would just take on. They, they could just feel and then take on what their clients were feeling. And it's like, you know, you have to find the system that works in your own body. So, so figuring out, right, receiving information from them about what's going on can be valuable in assisting them, but you don't have to take it on. You don't have to hold it. You don't have to process it for them. You don't have to feel it in your own body. And so, you know, one of the most important, powerful tools that we have is our breath. And just some conscious, deliberate, directed breathing can move a huge amount of energy out of the body. And I always advise sending it down your legs, out your feet, into Mother Earth. Let her transmute it for you. Um, there are also some other techniques that you can use. Something I learned from one of my shamanic teachers was, you know, basically you take like two fingers and you just point them down at the ground. And this is a great technique, especially if you're in a crowd or a meeting and you need to do something to to discharge the energy, but you don't want to be obvious. You know? right. um, and it's like, you're acting like a lightning rod where you're just taking that excess energy and grounding it, sending it to the earth. You, it, it is not our responsibility to process that energy or take on the person's pain or even transmute it for them. You know, so, so releasing it, grounding it, discharging it. These are all very important Um practices right in our in our energy hygiene practice and then there's also just a regular grounding practice getting out in nature uh doing things to calm and soothe our nervous system and you know on and on there's there's a lot more i could say but that that would be a great place to start i love that because even healers out there who want to be of service and have these big hearts same problem they take on everything the client's bringing in. So I love being able to release it. 
And grounding is so important. We have so many people stepping onto their spiritual journey and grounding is something they don't do really, really well. And we're here to have this human experience, to be present, to be in this body, to have this experience. I know it's great to float in the ethers and be out of body and do all that, but you need to be connected above and below. So if you're not grounded, it's really difficult to kind of move through life successfully. At least that's my belief. And I think a lot of people struggle with that grounding aspect. Do you find that as well? Yeah. And I, and I'm right there with you. Uh, a number of years ago, I had this sort of epiphanous kind of event where, you know, spirit just drops you a lightning bolt of, of information. And uh, it was um, an experience around embodiment. And at that moment, embodiment became one of the major pillars of the work that I do, because what became so clear is, you know, what is the point of incarnating in a human body? If, if the purpose is just to transcend the emotions, transcend the body, and then just, you know, become one with spirit again, and, and I'm not making light of it. And there's, there's much more to it than, than what I'm saying. But if the only point was just to, to become one with spirit again, why would we need to come into a body in the first place, right? There, there is something about being in a body, something about the human experience, the earth experience that we're choosing at a soul level, you know, to incarnate. And so, you know, similar to you, uh, you know, my belief is that, you know, we're, we're meant to, to anchor the spirit in physical form, right? Not, not so much focusing on the upward direction, but bringing more emphasis to the downward direction of bringing heaven to earth. You know, we are the alchemical conduits through which the unmanifest is made manifest. And if we are not grounded in, in our bodies, we can't be as effective in our lives and in our creations. I totally agree. I totally agree. Now, when I met you, you had just finished a card deck for Impasse. Share a little bit about what brought you to create that and a little bit about that deck. Yeah. So let me hold this, this box up, Empath Activation Cards, Discover Your Cosmic Purpose. Um, after I wrote The Evolutionary Empath, of course, I had a lot of ideas of what I wanted to do next, but the idea of an Oracle deck was really just kept coming to the surface as the next thing. And, you know, so this, there's several things I want to say about the deck. You know, first of all, you can use it. I'm going to, I'm going to kind of hold up some of the cards here. You can use it like you would any Oracle deck, right? Where you just okay, spirit, what message do you have for me? And you pull a card or you can lay it out in a spread and, um, you know, use it for validation, confirmation, all the things you would use an Oracle deck for. But one of the things that happened as I was creating all of this, and I'm also the artist. Um, so I, I painted all of the art as well as wrote all of the messages. And as I was completing that process, the the cards started to organize themselves. There's 44 of them. They organized themselves into four groups of 11. And those four groups of 11 became um, what, I, what I've since called, um, I'm pulling up my table of content here. 
uh, initiatory paths. And so I'm just going to, you know, let people see initiatory path one in the table of contents. You have the first 11 cards. And so it's, it's organized in this sequential way so that if a person wanted to, you could read through this book from start to finish and use it as a self-guided initiation into the mysteries of higher consciousness. Because each of these four initiatory paths of 11 cards as you go from one to the next to the next, they, they sort of raise in frequency, um, broaden in perspective and context, uh, just moving from like the physical 3D up through the 5D into the, the cosmic level. And so it's, it's a really powerful and potent deck um, that's, you know, let, let me go back and say this. One of the things that I talk about in my book that I think is the crux is I believe empaths are here to help humanity ascend to the next level of consciousness. You know, we're not a mistake. We may feel like we're out of place, right? We're the black sheep. Nobody understands us, but we are actually the empathic big bang. We are, we are the first ones through the wall, paving the way for the ones coming behind us. And so these cards are you know, messages of support for all of the light workers out there who are who are on a path of, of raising their personal frequency, being of service to their communities and to their planet. I love that. I love that. And I love your cards. They have such amazing energy. Just holding them and going through them. It's really, really awesome. So thanks for creating those for the world to be able to use and be able to do that. I think that's amazing. You know, one of the topics you like to talk about is the divine feminine. Talk about the divine feminine and what that is for you and, and what you would like to share with us today. Yeah. So, so it feels important to give a little context. Um, I was a very creative, intuitive child, uh, you know, painted, draw, create, you know, big imagination. I ended up going to um, a creative and performing arts school. So anybody out there that remembers the TV show Fame, I went to a school like that. So singing, dancing, performing, acting on stage. I was in a dance company with the city. Fast forward a few years and I get a degree in applied mathematics and become an Air Force officer. <laughs> so it's, it's a little bit like... <laughs> One of these things is not like the other. <laughs> like, how, how did that become this? Uh, which is which is a story, you know, in and of itself. But you know, it was it was part of the arc of my life. Part part of my medicine was starting out in this very naturally feminine and right brain kind of energy. And so, for those who aren't aware of the connection. The left side um, of the of the body is the feminine side, and the left side of the body is associated with the right brain. So the right brain qualities and the feminine qualities align, just like the left brain and the right side of the body are associated with the masculine, and those qualities align as well. And so, you know, the feminine qualities being very creative, intuitive, feminine. Uh, right brain energy is very spatial as opposed to linear. Um, so, so all of those qualities are, I, I, I had in spades and, and was acting upon for many years. And then, you know, because of my parents' divorce and, and other decisions, 
um, my feminine basically started to feel unsafe in the world. And so the way I describe it is my masculine came in to save her to the best of ability. I'll save you and put her in a box and put her away for safekeeping. And so, you know, if you look at my high school years, you can almost literally chart the masculine expression going up, the feminine expression going down. <laughs> and so I, I spent 10 years as an Air Force officer. And when I left, when it was time for me to leave, that is when my spiritual awakening began in earnest. And a huge component of that was reclaiming the feminine energies. And so I work with the, the feminine energies from a very grounded place and, and from a place of knowing what it's like to be with her and to have abandoned her. It's not the, not the best way to describe that, but, but essentially to have been separate from her. I know what it's like to live from the masculine. I know what it's like to live from the feminine. And, and something I haven't said yet is, you know, we, we all know, I think everybody listening knows the divine feminine is making a return to the planet. You know, it's, it's getting to the point where we're ready vibrationally for those energies again. But this is not about swinging the pendulum to the other end where now it's it's everything is all going to be matriarchal and and we're vilifying the masculine that that is not the intention the intention is to bring the feminine back to take her rightful place as conscious equal partners with the masculine and so we're we're speaking about the inner sacred marriage the outer sacred marriage you know how all of this plays out in our politics and education and agriculture and religion. And so the divine feminine is, um, is an archetype that directly informs our own personal feminine, right? We have our own interpersonal masculine and feminine. And so these archetypal qualities are there to infuse us um, and, and help guide us again in new consciousness, in moving out of duality into unity, moving into this conscious equal partnership between the two. I love that. I love that story because I think a lot of women in the last 30 years, let's say, have stepped into a masculine role energy because they felt like that's what was required. And they left behind because they felt like their feminine side was seen as weak, unable. And I think it has as much strength as the masculine. So I agree with you. Myself, I did the same thing. I was in very masculine positions and roles that I took on and had to help hold that space of letting go of who I was because I felt like um, she would not be successful or strong enough to do what I needed to have done. And I lost myself for a long time and it's okay. It's part of our journey of learning, but it's such a beautiful process when we step back in to that amazing energy that we came in with. And I agree with you. They're both equal. It's a balance. It's a balance. We don't need all masculine and we don't need all feminine. We need to be in this beautiful balance of the divine masculine and the divine feminine and stepping into who we are and feeling comfortable being who we are. So those listening that are struggling know you're not alone. A lot of women 
have journeyed through that process. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's just part of the cultural programming, especially in the U S and a lot of Western culture is, um, you know, we, we got the, the, this infusion of messages, right. A lot of it is very, um, yeah, what's the word I'm looking for? Kind of, kind of, you know, covert in the subtext, but yet very clear that, you know, you, we basically have learned that to succeed, we have to outmasculine the masculine. And, and as women, we're never going to be able to do that. <laughs> we're never going to be able to fully feel our power and be fully satisfied and content with what we're doing and what we create if we're trying to be something we're not, essentially, right? If we've abandoned our own essence, Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I really believe that. And, you know, when, when I, you know, I held a corporate role, an executive corporate role um, in my lifetime. And, you know, the big, the big issue was you couldn't show emotion. You couldn't be sensitive to emotion. It was hard to be compassionate because that really wasn't what this was about. And I can remember sitting in meetings, pinching my leg till it would be bruised so that I wouldn't show any emotion that I could hold that role. And I believe our emotions are powerful tools for us to understand. And being compassionate is a beautiful emotion to have. And we shouldn't shut those down. We should step in and embrace and lean into it because it makes us the strength that we are. And so women out there that are afraid to be emotional, afraid to step in, need to learn again how to do that again in a beautiful way of holding their space. Not to be emotionally outburst, not to be out there, you know, swinging from one into the other, but it's okay to feel things. It's okay to be compassionate. It's okay to step in and care about something. It's okay to have those emotions. And really men should have those too. We've taught them not to be emotional and they need to step into that as well. Yeah. I've always said that our emotions are our navigation system, right? Mm -hmm. Our, Our body knows the truth, whether we know how to listen, right? Or, or recognize those signs. That's another matter. But our, our bodies are these amazing, uh, miraculous, complex transmitter receivers, right? And so our emotions, when they show up, they're telling us something. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we don't even get to the point of going, what is this about? What triggered this? Why do I feel this way? We're just so programmed to go, Whoo! You know, for me, it was digging my fingernails into my palm, you know, like the pinching of the leg. For me, that was one of the things that I did to try to hold it in and not feel it. Yeah. And it's so unhealthy, right? It's, Mm -hmm. it's not who we were meant to be. So I, I love, I love that information. So talk to us a little bit, Stephanie on, and when we do this, I'll have your website in the bottom so that people can connect with you. But share with us some of the programs and some of the stuff that you offer out there that maybe people can step into and uh, be able to connect with you on. 
Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Uh, so if you go to my website, I have a, a variety of tools. And of course, if you are interested in either the Evolutionary Empath or Empath Activation Cards, if you'd like a, a signed copy with a personalized inscription, you can order directly from me. Uh, I, I'm not attached to that. You can go to your favorite bookseller, you know, online or in person uh, to, to get these products. Uh, I also have several other books that I'm a contributing author to that are available on my website. Um, I have a video home study course called The Art and Practice of Energetic Clearing. And so it's about three hours of content where I show you all the different tools that I use because one of the um, offerings in my list of services is I do house clearings, you know, energy clearings for, for homes offices, properties, etc. And so I, in this video home study course, I just share all of the different tools I use and how to use them. Uh, on the subject of embodiment, when we were talking earlier, I created something called the Embodiment How-To Manual and Workbook, and that's a PDF download. So somebody is really interested in like, how in my body am I? And what does spiritual bypass mean? And, you know, how, how often do I leave my body and I don't know it? And, you know, so it's this interactive workbook. So, so there's all those kinds of tools. Uh, I also do one-on-one -on -one coaching uh, and uh, something in the, that's in the works right now. I, I moved recently. I moved from a townhome where I didn't have a lot of space now into a, a home with my own four walls where I've got a dedicated temple space and, and beautiful land. And so I'm going to start doing more in-person workshops in Kansas City. Uh, and so I just invite people, if you want to stay in touch, uh, to go to my website on my homepage, uh, you can sign up for my mailing list and I've got a free gift for you. If you do that, uh, called 11 self-care must-haves for empaths, lightworkers, starseeds, and way showers. Uh, and you know, when you're on my mailing list, I'll, I'll mail you one to two times a week usually, but I have articles, uh, I have a, a section in my newsletter that's only for people who subscribe to my newsletter that's called Earth Stewardship Corner. So, so Earth Stewardship is an important thing to me. And so I have a lot of practical um, articles that I find from other places and just share with you. So there's um, all different kinds of, of things going on. So I just invite you to go to my website and, and peruse and poke around. And if you have any questions, don't be afraid to, to contact me. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing your stories and your books and your cards um, and your journey with us. A little bit of that. I really appreciate you joining us today and being part of this. It's been an amazing conversation and I've absolutely loved it. Um, and I hope you'll keep in touch. If you're ever in Denver, I'd love to host you at the center and have you come down and do some stuff. So we're pretty close if you're in Kansas to Colorado. So if you're ever in the area, please let me know. I would love to be able to host you for that. And those Thank that are you. listening, um, stay tuned for our next episodes, which is episode number five, where we'll have Susanna Magdalena here talking about uh, Rose Alchemy and some of the stuff that she does is does with roses and Mary Magdalene. So I'm looking forward to that. Thank you so much, Stephanie, for joining us today. Thank you, Violet. It was great to be with you. Yay. Awesome. Thank you, everyone, for listening. I hope you found real value, and we look forward to seeing you really soon.
Are you looking for an opportunity to fill your energy tank? When was the last time you invested in self-care? Violet leads a weekend retreat every year in Woodland Park, Colorado. The purpose of the retreat is to reflect, restore, re-energize, and restore one's energy, focus, and direction. Violet's retreats provide the opportunities to connect, learn, and explore your healing and spirituality. What are you waiting for? You can find out more about this annual retreat at www.discoveryourspiritualgifts.com. Thank you for joining us. To find out more about Violet, head over to discoveryourspiritualgifts.com. You can also send a personal message to Violet through email, violet at discoveryourspiritualgifts.com. If you love the show, subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Until next time, remember, we are all meant to have abundant and joyful lives. We hope to see you soon at Discover Your Spiritual Gifts.